And welcome to another episode of Caffeine and Spite. One day I'm going to figure out how these things are going to start for real. Maybe not knowing how they're going to start is how they're going to start. That could be my thing. But today I'm excited because I have the second guest on the show ever on like the fourth episode, I guess. So I don't know. <laughs> Again, we have somebody from Real Dudes Podcast. This time, we have Kyle. Kyle, how are you today? I am doing pr- pretty good. I'm doing pretty swell. I'm excited to be on here, and I really appreciate you uh, extending the invitation out to moi. Well, I'm really excited for this because I have never, I don't think, actually asked you what you do for work for real. I just know that it's somewhat medical related. Yes, uh, I am a surgical technician, so we are the people that kind of, we're the first people in the room of the day, we get the room set up for the surgeon, we get all the instruments laid out for the surgeon, we get everything ready to roll, and then um, in the field that I work, I, I work with a heart team, there's one of us that will pass the instruments to the surgeon throughout the surgery, and then there's another one of us that will usually assist the surgeon up to a certain part of the surgery. So... We get hands on with the patient and then we get hands on with tools and it's uh it's awesome i i love doing it, it and i have a great you know work crew we're, we're kind of one big family and we look after each other and it's uh every day is exciting every case that we do every heart surgery that we do is something new and it's just it's awesome i probably should have said too just in case any giant news things change we're recording this on the 6th of april 2020 and with how the world is going, who knows what of this information will suddenly be out of date by the time we wake up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Things are changing constantly, especially in the medical field. Um, it's it, we're li- like we're living in a time that's just nuts right now to be a part of. So with all of this COVID stuff, um, I know that doesn't super directly impact heart surgery like in a medical way but you're still in a hospital it still does have a lot of effect on those kind of things right yeah and surprisingly it, it has had a big effect on our department so um, for all surgeries elective surgery has been canceled so we aren't doing any elective surgeries it's it's um, all emergency surgeries so if somebody's having a heart attack if somebody needs rushed in uh, their valve is failing them or something, then we go in and fix that. But on a given day, uh, we normally do about 50 surgeries a day. Not hearts. That's that's the entire department. So that's you know orthopedics, that's ENT, that's hearts, that's neuro, that's everything. Um, but now since you know COVID's on the loose right now, and we want to be careful, we cut out elective surgeries. We're doing emergency surgeries, and now we do maybe 20 surgeries a day or so, you know, they, they really cut it back. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, for the best is for everybody's safety. You know, we don't want to be in any kind of patient contact that could potentially have it. We don't want the staff to expose it because if staff gets exposed to it and that staff is quarantined for two weeks and that really, you know, screws things up for us. I mean, the whole being asymptomatic for up to two weeks is, one of the scariest things from my end, I'm sure from your end, it's probably even worse. Yeah. So as of now, uh, I took voluntary furlough. Um, I probably normally wouldn't do that, but my wife is six weeks away from delivering our second baby and we've opted to have the baby at home. So uh, going to work 
when I was going to work was extremely stressful at the time for me because I keep thinking, well, you know, what if I do contract this? What if I bring it home? What if I give it to my wife? You know, she's six weeks away. We can't really risk this right now. And uh, it's it's a really scary thing to, to be a part of. And being at the hospital, I mean, that's, you know, that's, um, what's the word? That is ground zero for where people are going to go. You know, they have symptoms, they feel sick, they're going to be at the hospital. They want to go to the hospital, they get checked out, they want to get tested. And I don't really want to be anywhere near, near that right now. And I, it's a, I guess, you know, people say, well, you got furloughed, that stinks, you got pay cut, all that stuff. But at the same time, to me, I, I'm counting it as a blessing. <laughs> and here's my kid. <laughs> I will let you know, uh, my little girl will probably say a few things every once in a while. Like that? <laughs> yes. And, uh, so she's probably really little, excited you're home then. She is. And and, and that's, you know, that's a, a big thing. Um, it's allowed me to spend more time with them as a, as a family. It gives less stress to Jen. She's able to relax more. I can take care of Bo and and watch her and let her and let Jen relax and let her incubate this little thing that we're, that she's creating right now, which is a crazy thought. So in a way, it's a blessing that I was able to be sent home at this time, and hopefully I'll be able to stay home and, and take care of them until we have the baby, and then go back to work. Hopefully all this passes. I, I, I don't know how you feel about it as far as it being done in two weeks or, or a month or something. I feel like this is going to be around for a little while. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm there with you on that. I, I think that people are not handling it all too well, and so we unfortunately are going to stretch it out. Yeah. How so? Tell me, how is it in your area right now as far as people going out and about in stores and stuff? South Carolina today just announced that starting tomorrow they are going to have stay-at-home orders, like super official stay-at-home orders. Okay. Um, I believe we are. I think from what Kaylee was telling me, we are the last state east of the Mississippi to do that. Hmm. Do you? Th- are you someone that believes that we should have just done full-on quarantine, bringing the National Guard like a month ago and just cut everything off for two weeks instead of having to drag it out as long as it has? I don't know about going National Guard levels of it, but definitely was wishing we had cut things down a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. It's scary. I, we've never really been a part of the situation. like In my lifetime, I've never lived through something uh, to this extent. I mean, yeah, we tragic events 9-11 we had h1n1 all those things but this is this is on a whole different level that we're dealing with i mean this is the world that anti-vaxxers mistakenly wish that they had hadn't vaxxed i mean there's no vaccine for this right so they can't have it and right oh look everybody's going crazy yeah yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a crazy time to be a part of right now. It's, I don't know, it's it's mind blowing. And when I was working at the hospital, that last couple of days that I was working there, I noticed in the mornings, it, 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 I don't, and it could have been allergies, but I would feel sick. I would feel congested. My throat was sore. Ears felt congested. Going to work do my 10 hours, come back home, sit on the couch, and I felt fine. Just the overwhelming anxiety that you get from walking into a hospital where you know 
someone in there could potentially have this and then it could spread through the it could spread through the community and it's just it's such a terrifying thing to be a part of right now I mean, at least with your job, you guys are pretty used to keeping everything pretty clean and sterile anyway, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but even with that said, I mean, some of us were just wearing, you know, some of us were just wearing normal sterile gowns and gloves and face masks, but it's been said that the virus itself, you can't be protected by the virus or from the virus just by wearing that stuff. Like, you'd have to wear papper hoods, you'd have to wear a 95 mask and all that stuff, and supplies are running short now and it, it's just uh it's, it's crazy people are going to the supermarket to buy six billion masks for their house and six thousand rolls of toilet paper for them because you know that's the thing that's gonna quote unquote keep them safe and and prepared for this time that we're living in i stopped at the grocery store on the way home and there was literally no toilet paper no no it's it's uh it's weird. Why toilet paper? Kaylee and I were thinking that people around here are used to preparing for hurricanes. So that's just the mode that they went into. And for hurricanes, you're not going to be able to leave. So you go ahead and get toilet paper. All right. So in a hurricane scenario, let's say you have a hurricane that's going to strike next week. What do you guys do to prepare? Kaylee and I have a pretty constant um, hurricane food supply going anyway. So canned food, dried stuff. I mean, we just have that in the house all the time anyway. Um, We go ahead and get a normal size pack of toilet paper or two, depending on how low we are, just to make sure we don't run out. Uh, We are far enough inland to where we don't have to have impact rated windows or anything. So for us, the main danger is like trees falling down. You guys deal with flooding too? Not where we are, but if you get like further into downtown Charleston, then there's definitely flooding, but that floods all the time anyway. So they're yeah. kind of used to that. I've been to Charleston once. We got friends that live there and I would totally move there in a heartbeat. It's gorgeous down there. You should. Yes. I would, I would love to. I think it, it, I love West Virginia too. Everything's really laid back here, but just being closer to the beach and more sunshine, I think would just do me better mentally. Uh, we can suck Carrington down here too. Yeah, we'll just I'll pack him in a suitcase. I'll He'd fit. Out. He'd pop out and be like, "Hey, hey, hey!" It would be the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what kind of natural disaster stuff do y'all have to worry about up there? Flooding is one, and uh... <laughs> I locked her out. I. She got her PJs? Oh, they're in here. Uh, so we deal with flooding. We had a big flood that hit a couple years ago, and then uh, tornadoes are another big thing. Not so much here in Huntington, West Virginia, but I know out towards where Carrington lives, uh, Dayton, Cincinnati area, there's a lot of flatland. They, they get um, some activity during tornado season. Um, here in Huntington, flooding, um, drug overdose. <laughs> I don't know. 
we uh there's a lot of people on drugs in syria they like their meth uh which is pretty scary which i don't know if that would be considered as a natural disaster obviously but it definitely is something that has affected our area because we have like really really nice artsy part of town and huntington is a college town and i love it it's it's nice we've got good food we've got good restaurants but then you've also got the population of people that just they love you know doing drugs and stuff and it's definitely affected the area there's nothing other than the one flood we had a few years ago and then the tornado that hit like west union which is maybe an hour away from here that really did damage to the town nothing too crazy other than that stuff though how do you even really get ready for a flood? Because that's not something I've ever really had to worry about. I don't know. I don't. I guess I really haven't worried about that either. Because where we live doesn't. Uh, this particular area in the town, we don't really deal with it. But um, I know we had a buddy that lived right on the Ohio River, and and every time it would raise, they would stick sandbags down their basement right in front of the doorway, so it would prevent water from coming in if if water had gotten that high. Um, obviously uh, anything that's valuable on lower floors, you'd have to relocate up to a higher elevation, higher floors or out of the house to somewhere else. Um, but it, it, I, I don't know. That's it, just, I've, n- I've never had to deal with that. I mean, that is one thing I appreciate about hurricanes. They don't sneak up on you. No, you can kind of predict it coming pretty well and you don't have to uh uh i guess you have a decent amount of time to prepare for it's not like it just drops on you overnight i've got a question for you so i've known so with this whole covid going around people saying we'll get two weeks worth of food this is the first time i've actually had to prepare for that and that's kind of giving me i like to cook so that's giving me the opportunity to cook with like canned food and stuff which i don't normally i like i usually buy fresh food and and things but we've been doing canned food so do you have any special recipes for like do you do anything special for like green beans or corn or anything out of the can that makes them taste better than just straight out of the can honestly the vegetables i just kind of go straight out of the can okay they're a side thing i mean i don't worry about a lot of fun doing though is black bean burgers how do you do that? So, um, get the can, drain those, and then they're going to get breadcrumbs no matter what to kind of help dry that out. Because even when you drain them, you have way too much liquid in there. But then you can throw all kinds of different spice combinations in there. Do you kind of like mash them and stuff and then cook them? Yeah, mash them up. So you have one big old giant ball of black bean stuff, and then I'd make like, like hamburger patty size things with them. Okay. And what I'll usually end up doing is put them in a pan on the stove and sear them that way. And then sometimes I'll finish them in the oven. Sometimes I'll leave them on top of the stove to finish. But the good thing with black beans is you don't have to worry about cooking them all the way through like meat. So if I decide that I'm hungry and they're not quite done, then I can just eat them. Go ahead and eat them. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. So we have some black beans. I should try that out sometime. Uh, we've been making green beans, but I'll throw it in a pot and throw like a cube of beef bouillon. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, it's like yeah, beef that'd broth. Be good. And then I put baking bits in it and let it cook with the baking bits and salt and pepper and then let it sit there for a little bit. It is good. I like it better than the normal green beans that I make. Another really good thing I stole from a restaurant I used to work at is if you're making rice, you can take a whole fresh jalapeno and just throw it in the rice. 
and it'll suck out all the flavor, but it won't really suck out the heat with it. So you get some jalapeno flavored rice, but it's not like it's hot or anything. Huh. And then you can awesome. find then you can find your asshole friend and <laughs> give him the pepper, and it's all heat and no flavor. <laughs> That's pretty smart. Here, try this out. It's really good. Just straight burn to your tongue. That's funny. Huh. So I guess, I, you know, with everything that's going on right now, it, it has kind of made us do things that we don't normally do. I mean, I go for walks up and down my road now because it's the only thing I can do. You know, I don't want to be the guy that's taking up space at Walmart or Target or somewhere that really I shouldn't be there just browsing things. I go, we go to the grocery store. We used to do like click list with our grocery store so we could just go there and they would deliver our groceries into the back of our car. But now they're up to like a week of waiting time. So you have to pre-order your groceries a week ahead of time in order to get them. That's Which ridiculous. I don't, yeah, I don't do that. So I put, you know, I put a mask on, go to the store and keep my distance from people, get my list and get out and then come home and go for walks up and down my road. You know, I've been places on my road that I've never been before. It's kind of cool. It's like, uh, I don't know. It, it just feels like such a post-apocalyptic time that we're living in right now when we're really not. It was really weird at the grocery store today, too, because maybe a quarter of the people were. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was one of them, but it was a lot, of, a lot of people would just have, like, a scarf around their face or something. And, I mean, obviously something is better than nothing. Right. And then there were other people that would look at you weird because you were wearing a mask, but they had like the super awkward one size fits all deli gloves pushing the cart around. I don't understand that. Do you wear gloves? I don't. Um, Okay. I'm used to washing my hands all the time. Yes. And I hate wearing gloves. Well, what's the point of wearing gloves? What, what are you protecting? You're going to touch something. Say if something's contaminated, you're going to touch that one thing. And you're wearing the same gloves and you're going to touch another thing. So then you just contaminate another thing and then it's over and over and over again. And then your whole supply is contaminated. Either way, if th- something gets contaminated, it will get ta- contaminated. But gloves aren't going to protect that from happening. So just wash your hands and save gloves for people that like actually need them. I mean, I will say this, the the super awkward deli gloves, you're not using those in surgery. No. Uh-uh. So if you're going to no. wear gloves, I'd say wear those, I guess. Yes. The ones that are like plastic bags over your hands. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. We have really nice latex and latex free gloves that, f- that when someone says fits like a glove, you understand like that fits like a glove. It feels good. It's like a second skin. I mean, I have some gloves that I got from my grandparents' house after, I think it was after my grandpa died, but it might have been after my grandma died. And, I mean, they're thrown, they're the kind of gloves you'd have at work for you. They're also in a gallon Ziploc bag, and I'm pretty sure you wouldn't take them. (laughs) I mean, now you might take them, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are you still working? I am still working. Was part of construction, which, as far as the last time I was able to see, was essential business and does not shut down yet. Yes, I mean, I think that that is essential because you guys still have to build things, and people need lumber to either do certain repairs or build stuff, right? 
some things, yes, I can see that are essential. Some things, I mean, you don't need to go build your vacation house or anything. Right, right. The problem is it's really hard to shut down people building their vacation house versus people fixing their house that's about to fall down. Right. And I would think, like, somebody runs into a plumbing issue where it's saturated wood or something, they would need wood to replace it. Yeah, I mean, it gets really fun in there. Um, I'm glad, though, that I'm in purchasing now, so I don't have direct contact with customers unless oh, I awesome. want to. Are you able to work from home if you have to? For the most part, I could. Um, I have to do a lot of the receiving, so that mm-hmm. kind of has to be at work. Okay. Because people need to know when stuff shows up. They can't really find out the next day that something showed up because then it's just putting an unnecessary delay on people getting their materials. It's interesting. Were you always in, in that area of the lumber yard? Or were you the kind of person that was transporting the lumber and like working in the actual lumber yard itself or at a place I used to work at, I drove the delivery trucks. Um, the okay. place I'm at now, I started off at the retail counter. And those are the guys who are dealing with the customers every single day that walk in. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, um, Kaylee's dad sucked me over into purchasing. And I have been there for like a year and a half now. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I would think lumber is definitely essential in this time right now. I would think so. Liquor store, probably not. But liquor store is definitely essential. Come on. Let's be okay. Well, listen, I, you know, I definitely enjoy a good drink, but our local store, I walked in and the guy's like, they need to shut this down. This isn't essential people. I mean, people will be fine without liquor for a little while, but this is, come on. He, you could tell he didn't want to be anywhere near anybody at all during that time. Yeah. I'm completely joking about that. Um, I know Kaylee's mom works at the, I always want to say she works at the Firefly distillery, but she doesn't. She works at a vineyard that used to be kind of softly connected with the Firefly distillery just because of geography. Mm -hmm. And they were doing tasting still after stuff started coming out over here. And to be fair, I will say this, when they do the tastings, you get a brand new glass and that glass is yours. Well, that's smart. And they've been doing it that way. Is I know. Yeah. But you've still got one person there hanging out with all those people. Right. Yeah, that's... uh, Might be a little sketchy. I mean, it's just a real good indication that we are not used to seeing this kind of thing over here. Mm Mm-mm. No. It's... uh, I, I was on Twitter today. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a... Uh, flight radar going on that that somebody recorded on their phone and over in like Europe, Africa, China, all that stuff. They were showing different flights going out and there wasn't that many going out. And then he scanned over the United States and it was crazy. There's still so many flights going on right now and traveling and and it's just... It's just... I don't know. Just come on. Like, just come on. Just... We... <laughs> just need to stop just stop for a little bit i think we can survive for a little while without having to do so much traveling so much flying and then cross-contamination with the virus and stuff it's just weird i mean virtual meetings are very easy to do yes we're, we're essentially doing that right now right 
Right. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Yeah, you might have to teach some people that might not be technical or uh, uh, tech technologically savvy. I'm having a hard time saying that word. Technologically, words savvy. are hard today. Yes. Um, but even with that, it's not difficult at all. It's it's simple if you have a good internet connection yeah i mean even you and i wouldn't even need video right now we could just do everything through audio because really that's all you need yeah yeah everything can be done virtually pretty much as far as like um purchasing you can send money virtually you can send uh you, you know you can send your information to have stuff shipped to you through that you don't need to go out and buy stuff for the most part except for groceries i don't know it's Dude, it's just a crazy time we're living in right now. It really is. So, I mean, to kind of wrap things up, um, when Bo gets older, how are you going to explain to her and you guys as player four, um, how are you going to explain to them kind of what was going on? So interesting you asked that. Um, It's not really a spoiler, but... Uh, my next episode of a parent quest that I want to do is kind of reliving memories of when we were a part of a disaster or a natural disaster or something like this going on. Because I know when I was younger, um, we were living in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, it's outside of Baltimore and D.C. area. And we got hit with that blizzard back in the 90s, a real big blizzard, which, you know, families got, you know, weren't able to make it to work. They weren't able to to get income for a small period of time. I know my parents dealt with that, but yet they made the best out of it. So we went sledding every day. We had snowball fights. We went outside and had hot chocolate. And I remember doing that with my parents and my, my brother and my sister. And, and I want the same thing uh, for Bo. I want her to remember this time of disaster this time of distress uh, among a lot of people to be a time of rejoice for her i want her to remember hey they were dealing with financial difficulties at this time but you know what we did today we went outside and played in the pool we went outside and played in the sprinkler i helped dad clean up his garage Um, we made milkshakes twice a day you know i want for her you know to remember this to be a time of fun even though it was kind of a struggle for everyone else and that's what i'm going to tell her you know when she's older hey what what was it like when you and mom were struggling during covid19 well we had fun we had fun with you we wanted to make sure that you had fun that almost makes me wish i had a kid just for that (laughs) but i'm glad that we don't because it's, it's a whole different kind of stress stuff that i don't have to deal with it it really is because she's she's used to being with friends she's used to going to the park and going to playgrounds and going out and getting ice cream and seeing really close friends of hers and she asks us every day what are they doing can we go see them and well no we can't she's three years old we can't you know just to be safe we we can't do that right now so we'll try our best to to keep you entertained and have fun with you every day until this passes and that's what we gotta do that's what we gotta do with ourselves too man being at home all the time as much as i love being home for like a long weekend being home it hasn't been a full week for me since i've been furloughed it it kind of is boring you gotta keep yourself occupied you gotta keep little projects for yourself and you gotta give yourself a sense of accomplishment every day so you can make sure that 
that you're staying somewhat mentally sane because I have a feeling this this situation that we're living through is going to lead to a lot of like mental breakdowns and a lot of people that are going to kind of lose it because they're being confined to their homes and they're being discouraged of going out in the public. And commend the healthcare workers. Like I said, I got, I don't know if it's nice to say that I got out easy, but I think for my family situation, I did the best thing that I should have by taking leave and, and being home with them. But there are people that are on the front lines right now that are working their butts off to save other people's lives. And those right now are the people that need to be commended. So you see a doctor, you see a nurse, you see uh, um, not even, you, you see someone that works at the cafeteria, you see an orderly that works, you see patient care um, uh, individual. Just tell them thank you because at one point or another during this time, they've worked their butt off. Well, Kyle, on a much lighter note, if people want to hear more from you on other topics, where else can they find you around the internet? Uh, I think your best bet would be on Twitter, which is at Kyle Fetterline. Um, and I am on Instagram at Kyle Fetterline. And I'm on Facebook at Kyle Fetterline. Um, but I do, I, I host, uh, I host a couple or not, I host one podcast and I co-host two other podcasts, one on comics, one on video games and one on parenting and just living life in general. So, um, if you look at any of the social media accounts, I'm sure you'll find something about one of those podcasts. No, we'll definitely have links to those down in the show notes. Um, I, I really enjoy listening to real dudes. I enjoy listening to parent quest and I really hope that the comic book podcast comes back soon but that's kind of in diamond's hands now yeah so that podcast is i i love doing it but right now with everything that's going on in the world of comic books it's it's uh it's it's another weird time it's 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 sad because i feel really bad for owners of comic book shops right now well, that's probably a topic for a whole different episode. We're going to go ahead and yeah. cut things off here. Well, Kyle, as always, it's been great talking to you. Yes. Uh, give your whole yes. family hug for me. Tell them thank you for letting me steal you away for a while. I will do that. And if for some reason it's on here, if you hear my daughter, then I apologize for that. Um, he doesn't really. It was on she, purpose. She's really cute. She is. She's a lot of fun. She's got a crazy personality. But thank you so much for having me on. It's been a blast. I like... I don't like... I love the idea of this podcast, so keep it up. I'm excited to hear more episodes in the future. And yeah, man, keep doing you. Well, thank you. And everybody else, I hope that you have a good rest of your day, had a good day leading into this, whatever time you're doing, and eventually I will figure out how to end these things. I think it's a good way to end it.